Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 8, verse 34 through chapter 9, verse 1. I was planning on getting to that in yesterday's podcast, but I got carried away with some other stuff. Didn't get there, and so we're finishing up what I said I was going to do yesterday. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you to the family leader who is our 2022 sponsor for these Daily Dose Devotion podcasts. You can learn more about the family leader in Terry's announcements at the end of this podcast. In yesterday's text, Jesus predicted prophesied his death and resurrection. Peter rebuked him and said, no, 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 we don't want that to happen. And Jesus rebuked Peter saying, get behind me, Satan. You're setting your mind on the things of man, not on the things of God, because these are the things that must happen. We talked about the importance of the word must in that phrase must happen. You can go listen to that podcast from yesterday if you haven't. But let's pick it up at verse 34 and continue. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake in the Gospels will save it. By the way, as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, both yesterday's and today's texts from Mark are paralleled in Matthew chapter 16. We did devotions on those in episode 527 and 528, and I'm talking about slightly different things this time through. So you can go back and check those out to get a more full representation of what's being said here. So here's Jesus teaching on discipleship, and he says, if anyone wants to be my disciple, wants to follow me, you got to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow follow me. And that's very fascinating language because at this point, the disciples don't know the significance that the cross is going to play in the culmination of God's redemptive plan. Jesus is predicting his death. They don't know what we know because we have the entire Bible, which is that he died on a cross. So this isn't just a generic call for his disciples to be willing to lose their lives, to be crucified. And we're going to talk in a second about what it means to lose your life and the way Jesus meant it here. But this is also a foreshadowing of how Jesus would die on a cross. Incredible. Then he goes on to say, for whoever would save his life will lose it. What does Jesus mean by save his life? Well, Jesus isn't talking about physically surviving, making sure you eat enough food, drink enough water, are protected from the elements, wild animals, etc. He's talking about this in a less literal sense. He's saying whoever would save his life, in other words, whoever would make their life all about them, whoever would be the center of their own universe, whoever would do everything through the filter of, does it please me? Is it according to what I want, me, 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 I, 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 my pleasures, my comforts, my agenda. He says people who live like that will actually lose their life. He's talking about lose their life spiritually, lose their life eternally. If their focus is so much on this world and this life that they cling on to it with everything they've got, they're going to miss the gospel. They're going to miss the fact that they need the righteousness that only Christ lived. They're going to miss the fact that they need the penalty they owe God for their sin paid, and only Christ paid for that sufficiently. They're going to miss the fact that those things are only available through faith in Christ. He goes on to say, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's sake will save it. So what does it look like to lose your life in the sense that he means it? It means the opposite of what it means to save your life. In other words, if I'm going to lose my life for the gospel's sake or for Christ's sake, it's going to look like me orienting my life around Christ. It's going to look like me orienting my life around the truth of God's word. It's going to look like my agenda being a kingdom agenda that honors and glorifies God 
God rather than a self-centered agenda that honors and glorifies me. And when you lose your life in that way, you actually save it. Jesus goes on, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? In other words, if you're going to go down the save your life path, you're going to reject the gospel. You're going to reject Christ and in doing so, you're going to lose your soul. Is that a good trade? To cling on to the life that this world has to offer with everything you've got at the cost of neglecting the thing that allows you to have eternal life forever and ever and ever? No, that's not a good investment. That's not a good deal. That's very short-sighted. Friend, if you're only thinking about the 70 or 80 or 90 or 100 years that many of us will be alive on this earth, if that's the focus of your life, if that's the focus of your affections, if that's the focus of your pursuits, it's way, 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 way too short-sighted and you are going to be seriously disappointed with the results. Actually, the word disappointed doesn't even do justice to what it's going to be like to experience the results of that kind of life. Jesus goes on in verse 38 to give us a little bit more of an idea of what it looks like to save your life versus lose your life. For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. So in other words, if you don't have time for Christ and orienting yourself around him, if you don't have time for trusting him, if you have no interest in being part of his kingdom agenda grafted into his family, if you're ashamed of him, then he's going to be ashamed of you in front of his father. And if he's ashamed of you in front of his father, he's not going to be mediating for you and you're going to be lost. You'll still be in your sin. You'll still be an enemy of God and you'll receive the due penalty for that. One thing he says here that's very, very important, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words. I'm going to tell you, in today's culture, it's somewhat acceptable to be a fan of Jesus. Jesus is a nice guy, loved people, forgave people. The cultural image of Jesus isn't terrible. But when it says, and my words, Jesus' words, friends, are not popular. Not just the words he says in the Gospels, but all of God's word, which because of Jesus was written and preserved the way that it has been. So this isn't just about being a Jesus fan. This is about being aligned with his word and a defender of his word, which is exceedingly and increasingly unpopular today. Finally, he finishes up and says, truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. This is likely a reference to the transfiguration, which Peter, James, and John are going to experience with Jesus in the very next text. One last important thing. The key to not saving your life and the key to losing your life for the sake of Christ is to trust him and then allow the Holy Spirit to work in us to bring about the fruits of that trust. This isn't something that we can do on our own. This isn't something we can will to happen for ourselves. It all starts with trusting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, receiving him, believing in his name, confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in our hearts that God raised him from the dead. And once we've done that in a genuine way, then we're on the automatic one-way track to losing our life for the sake of the gospel and in turn saving it for eternity. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.